Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football. We're back with another early morning start for you guys. Brandon Harewood, Michael Tilly, Joe Jennings. How you guys doing today? Amazing. 3-0 in all my leagues. Five-game winning streak in the one with all of us. Yeah, doing good. Large. Yeah, I'm doing good. Still has got a win last night. It was ugly, but. Yeah, it was ugly. On to the next. Yeah. <laughs> Tilly had a nervous day. The Bears are sorry. <laughs> But uh, we have so much, but uh, let's jump into a couple of things that we have highlighted today. Um, Chase Edmonds doesn't look like he'll make it this week, I guess, is what's coming out of Arizona. Um, yeah, the James Conner thing is just inevitable at this point. Either you believe it or you don't. I hate saying some guys are touchdown dependent, even though he is. But he keeps scoring him. So I would trade for James Conner at this point, honestly, if you could. Um, not like I wouldn't give up a crazy amount, but I would trade for James Conner if somebody's willing to give him up. Yeah, hopefully Edmonds is back soon uh, just because I think he makes James Conner better. But I'm not going to say too much because I'm going to talk about him in my player of the week. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like Tilly says, unfortunate news for Chase Edmonds. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, you saw what happened this past week when Edmonds wasn't in the situation. They actually gave Conner a solid workload and saw what he was able to do with it. Um I mean, Arizona plays Carolina next week. They're pretty tough defense, so we'll see how, you know, Connor squares up against them next week. But, yeah, I mean, that definitely helps Connor's stock a lot, and he's gone from being touchdown dependent to now actually getting a solid workload. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson is also expected to play this week, actually. So – Yes, I'm a Tyler Lockett owner, and thank you, Jesus, because I cannot keep going to this every day. Not saying that means he's he's still going to be inconsistent. But at least I could be happy with my consistency knowing Russ might get him an 80-yard bomb. I can at least live with that. Yeah, immediately into your lineup goes Russell Wilson. Like, there's no question about it, to be honest. Yeah, not really much to say. It pretty much upgrades the entire offense. So, yeah, you, you can play your Seahawks options with a lot more confidence now. Well, so this past weekend, Colin Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were inactive of the game Sunday. Um, Hopkins is still considered day-to-day. I hate when they say that. I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't – I mean, obviously, it means every day to take it one day at a time, obviously, but I don't know what the hell that means. So, Hopkins hasn't been, like, disappointing. He just – he's been like Stephon Diggs and guys have been drafted around. And Calvin Ridley, they just haven't performed like top five guys. So, Hawkins is weird. I mean, I don't think anybody's really trying to trade for him, but you should be starting him every week as well. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, I have nothing really except for that day to day is just annoying. You don't know if he's going to play or not. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, um, because they are playing Carolina. Carolina's been terrible the last like three or four weeks. So I would say sit him in Colorado. You have to. You yeah. Have to play. And you see how the Fort Niners look great. I mean, not Fort Niners, but the Arizona Cardinals look great this past Colt week McCoy? without them. Yeah, Colt McCoy is out there, baby Kyler. So I don't know, man. No. Uh, <laughs> they might sit him this this next week. Also, I texted someone during that game and said. I didn't even know Colt McCoy was like, how is this guy still in the NFL? Like, yeah. <laughs> he got out of college like 10 years ago, and he's still just a backup. Like, I don't even know how I just want to say a lot of quarterbacks not in the league that should be ahead of Colt McCoy. <laughs> but uh, it's our final part of the news, or second to final one, actually. Um, Chris Carson will be on the field Wednesday. So that's a good sign after him being on IR um, from his neck injury. Um, hopefully everything's okay with him. And he's able to get back on the field in the next couple of weeks. Um, I mean, if you have him, I'm pretty sure you have to start him at this point. And assuming most people drafted him around the third round. So, um, yeah, it just, I have Carson. So it feels good to get him back because I know I'm pretty weak at running back in that league. Well, because he's hurt, not because I don't have any. That was going to be my next question. Are you going to start him against the Packers this week? But I guess you might have to, depending on your situation. Um, I forgot what the Packers are ranking against running back. What was it? Sixth. 
If you have other options, I would just pivot just to see what happens the first week back. But yeah. If you don't, then. Do you start him or Devontae Smith if you're flexing? The Eagles playing? He's playing the Broncos. I mean, as long as they're not limiting his workload at all, I would play, play Chris Carson. Yeah, Chris Carson. A, they told me he was a full goal. Yeah, especially with Russell Wilson back, I would probably play Chris Carson. He just runs hard. I think he's capable of getting a touch now. Yeah. At least, like, at the worst. Broncos D is pretty tough. Yeah. Now, into our final part of news, which I'm just getting tired of talking about every week. Saquon Barkley is taking part in drills on Wednesday to gauge – I guess the the Giants can gauge his recovery and see where he's at. I'm just gonna let y'all talk. I don't. Know. Oh, I mean, it's good to see. I mean, they are they are on a bye week this week, so I mean, people. I mean, when he originally got injured, people were kind of hoping to at least get him back. Um, after the bye week, I mean, I wish he would have a lot more activity in practice this week instead of just taking part in drills. Um, so I hope you know they kind of ramp up his practice schedule as the week goes along and hopefully you can get him back going into next week. Um, he has a pretty favorable schedule going down a stretch. So yeah, really, if you ever say call on him, you just want him healthy and you want him on the field. So yeah, continue to gauge that situation. I'm glad you have nothing to say either because it's disgusting. I'm getting tired of talking about this. <laughs> Literally, I can't keep doing this every week. I feel bad for him, man. He be, he be, he be I trying. Do. That's why I can't keep doing this every time I say he's supposed to be back. He literally gets hurt. But uh, let's go ahead and get into our player players of the week. Um, Brandon, you can start us off. Who's your player of the week? Yeah, so my guy was Jonathan Taylor, and and the reason I chose him, I mean, of course, he was a top three running back this past week, but he's the guy who I projected to be my player of the week coming into the week. Um, but, yeah, he went out there, had an incredible game. He was going against the Jets. I mean, we told you in the last episode, I mean, it was the number one um, easiest, I guess, easiest matchup uh, for running backs in fantasy football. He went out, dominated the game. Um, he looks great. I mean, now with, like, Derrick Henry out of situation, he's now looking like that next, you know, number one running back right now in the league. And he was pretty much a pretty – Pretty much a steal in the draft. A lot of people kind of slept on him going into the draft this year. So, I mean, it's exciting to see, you know, what he's able to do on the field. He looks like a beast. The offensive line is just dominant. Um, so, if you have Jonathan Taylor, I mean, I know you've been excited this entire year, but it's just good to see. And, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be funny, like, going into next year, like, seeing where he kind of ranks amongst the running backs. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely looking like, Top three running back for sure this this year. So, yeah. But at least he capitalized against the Jets. They suck. So yeah. <laughs> um, he actually did what I expected him to. I don't expect anybody to just walk out and put up thirty. But he had a good. He had a really good game. Like I thought. I expected twenty plus. But what's crazy is he's still RB two. Like Derrick Henry's still RB one. Yeah. Almost. I just about to say that. I'm looking at that right <laughs> now. I was like, oh my god. I said this makes no sense. Yeah, I don't. I have. I mean, he was great. He was your star of the week. It was. It was on Thursday nights. So it was a while ago, but um, I mean, like you said, people slept. I slept on him in the draft. I didn't want. If I had the chance, I didn't really want any part of him. Um, I will admit, I was kind of a little bit of a hater going into the season, but a little bit. Uh, the Colts line is showing what they are. I mean, we've expect we expected them to be great, and. Here they are showing it. Um, he's got like he's got Jacksonville next week, so oh, I, I yeah. <laughs> he's got Jacksonville, but then he has Buffalo. But I expect production still. Like they're getting him involved in the past game, which is something that you didn't think would happen as much as it is. Yeah, if you haven't traded for him, you might as well just kiss it goodbye. I'm just gonna make that clear. Like yeah, just chance. Um, so you keep us going for your player of the week. So my guy, we actually. I talked about him a couple of weeks ago, um, and it's going to be James Conner. Uh, so he had 38 fantasy points, 21 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and he scored a touchdown receiving. He had 77 receiving yards. Uh, I mean, he scored – he's only had three weeks under 10 fantasy points. Actually, three weeks under 12. 
Um, he's averaging 12 or 14.2 fantasy points a game right now. He's the RB9 on the season. Uh, he's almost guaranteed a touchdown every week. Like, it's it's almost that point. If I – the last – since week three, he scored two, two, one, zero, one, two, two. So, he's had four two-touchdown games. Um, he's their goal line back. Yeah, he's their goal line back. It's pretty obvious. Chase Edmonds isn't there in the passing game. He's going to be a factor, five receptions. Um, you have to start him going forward. Even with Chase Edmonds back, I think that he's – He'll fall into the end zone and get you on. But no, that's my thing. He's literally going to score. Like, I, I'm i confident that he's probably going to score every single game. He'll probably lead the league in rushing, in rushing touchdowns, honestly, the way yeah. the pace he's going. I mean, there's no – with that offense, especially when Kyler's back, there's no reason that – I mean, he's got Seattle after Carolina and then a bye, and then Chicago, L.A., and Detroit. So, I mean, I'm – Confident he'd score against the next. He dominated the Rams last time, so it's yeah. Would you, uh, if you were con owner, would you look into selling high off of this past game? Or I didn't have selling high. I mean, no, I'm saying like you go out and get like I think you get a lot. Like you package Dalvin them, like Cook. you got yeah, Dalvin Cook. I mean, I yeah. Know. Right now, I'm getting tired of people saying. I Honestly, took number, I took Dalvin uh, Cook number two. You took James Conner in the eighth. Nobody cares, bro. Stop saying that at this point. Honestly, this one might be uh, a little bold, but James Conner is probably going to finish higher than Dalvin Cook. That's year. what I was asking. Yeah, literally. I think <laughs> I think he will finish higher than Dalvin Cook. He, Dalvin Cook only has two touchdowns the whole season. That's his like fantasy issue. Is he's run for over 100 yards three times, but he like. He doesn't score a touchdown in half the games. He'd be tough. They throw the ball to Adam Thielen in the red zone every single time. So yeah, apparently that's how they run it on the goal line. <laughs> what about Aaron Jones? Would you would you trade him for Aaron Jones? Um, or would you just keep Connor? Like straight I up, would, one, I would. One. I'd keep Connor. I mean, I'd trade for Aaron Jones. I I just like I said, the touchdowns are there every single week. It's just that nagging ability of him getting I mean, his his two touchdowns were against not even – it's not like they were bad. He scored two against the Rams, two against the Packers, and two against the 49ers. Those, those aren't bad defenses either, like, by any means. I'm going to go on one more name. Would you would you trade him for Kamara? Yes. Yes. Wow. But nobody's going to give you Like, that's my problem. Yeah, no one's going to – yeah. Like, that's the problem. Everybody sits here and complains that they pick these people top whatever, first, second, whatever round. Like, we're, we're nine weeks in. This Okay, but there's no reason you should, if you're a Kamara owner, you should trade for that. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, for somebody like Dalvin Cook, for example, I don't care if you take him number two. James Conner's number nine. Dalvin Cook is okay right now. Like, that's the fact of the fact. We're nine weeks into the season. Accept it, buddy. So, if, like, you, if you had Dalvin, would you trade for Conner? Yes, I would, personally. No. Because Dalvin's just a touchdown away from being top five running back almost every week. Yeah. And an injury away from being out for the rest of the season. He's just as likely to get injured as James Conner. Fact. Yeah. That's true. Like, what the hell is James Conner? That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's all anybody ever thought about Conner. James Conner's not about to catch me with the injury bug. It, no. When I get him, I'll be damned. But, um, small situation. Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Um, my Baltimore Ravens. My start of the week. Yes, Tilly start of the week. Thank you, brother. You helped me win my week. I listened to you. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, Lamar has – he put up 30 points, and I think he had two picks. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And he had two picks, so he had like 34. Jesus Christ. He had 266 passing, three tubs, 120 rushing on 21 rushing attempts. Yeah, I love this guy, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. If you have Lamar Jackson, I always put him. In. I, I don't know. It's, it's just amazing to me. What quarterback gets twenty-one carries? That's just not. That's not here. It's insane. Like, it's that's why I was so like confident. I was trying to decide last week who my start of the week was, and I was so confident because like he's almost he threw. How many did you say two picks? He's almost guaranteed a top five finish because of his rushing ability. Like it's it's insane and. I don't know if you guys watched the game last night, but Justin Fields starting to look pretty good. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm gonna start him, but like he 
he looked pretty good. He looks, okay, question is not too far fetched now though to be like. Can you start him? Is that what you're saying? Like, if you're on a 14 team league, you may not have like the best resources. You starting Ryan Tannehill or him the rest of the season? Tannehill. I would have to look at his schedules. Yeah, I would have to look um, at the schedule, but Tannehill just because. Honestly, would it like did, so? Fields had a good game yesterday. I actually did never looked at his numbers after last week. He I had, never looked at his numbers. Period. Oh, yeah, so 18. He had 25 the week before. He had 18 this week, 291 a touchdown, 45 rushing yards. Hey. They've got a bye, and then he's got Baltimore, Detroit. He, he's going to be running for his life, so probably that's, not. That's the issue with me. It's like when he's going against a and, – and granted, he was going against a strong D-line last night. That's he made, he made some plays. defense is he going to play? His decision-making, uh, they mentioned it on the broadcast, has become a lot better. Um, there was one play where it was – he did his reads, and as soon as he saw his reads, it was probably like two seconds after the snap. Yeah. It, I love his decision-making. It's the fact he has no resources around him. Like, I feel bad sometimes. It's like – Yeah, no, he was hitting Cole Command last night. It looked good. But it's just like – sometimes he'll snap the ball, and it's literally like the whole D-line is in his face, and I'm just like – Jesus, I just pray for him sometimes. Like, but he's a good player. I can tell. I can I can see what he's doing. It's just like the team, the coaching is just like. But honestly, if he puts up Hill, honestly doesn't look any better. Eighteen so. or twenty year games. Yeah, that's true. I'm saying, how many better defenses is he actually going to play? Like, uh, yeah, his schedule's not that bad. I mean, he has Arizona uh, three weeks from now or four weeks from now. But besides that, it's not terrible. Um, but yeah, well, till they take a little break and stepped out. So I guess me and Brandon now. Uh, for our overperformers of the week, I guess I'll keep it rolling. Uh, well, Brandon, you go ahead. Actually, I wait till Tilly gets. Uh, there. yeah. So my overperformer of the week was wide receiver for the Jets, Elijah Moore, rookie wide receiver. Um, yeah, weird situation. It was Thursday night. Um. And he ended up being the number one wide receiver on the week. I mean, he had an excellent week. He went out and put up um, 23.9 points in half-point PPR leagues. Um, it was definitely definitely caught me off guard. I mean, it was a pretty tough matchup. Um, <clears throat> they were going against the Indianapolis Colts, who are known for having a pretty great defense. Went out there, got eight targets, seven catches, 84 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, that was pretty solid performance against a really great defense. Um, and really, I mean, these past three weeks, I mean, he's put up 9.7, he's put up 10 points, and then he put up, like I said, uh, basically 24 points this past week. Um, so it's basically giving you above 10 points the last three weeks. Not sure, like, how I sit with him going forward. I mean, the Jets quarterback situation is very weird right now. I mean, it's a mix between the possibility of having Mike White, Zach Wilson, and they had like a third. Uh, I think his last name was Johnson, who they had out there last week. Um, very, very sketchy situation. I, I guess uh, if you're a Jets fan or if you're Elijah Moore owner, any any affiliation with the Jets, I guess you're wanting Mike White at the quarterback position. But, um, yeah, I'm not really sure how I feel about Elijah Moore. Um, it is good to see because usually this is around a time where, you know, those rookies start to figure it out and start to break out. Um, I would definitely monitor him going into next week um, and seeing how he performs because, I mean, if he gives you another game above 10 points, I mean, I think he's a guy you can at least grab and throw on your bench um, to see what happens after that. But, yeah, great performance by Elijah Moore. Quiet, yeah. quiet week for receivers, but, yeah, he had a great week. I was going to ask, did you – but anticipating that they're going to probably be behind the majority yeah. of the season, does that give you guys like more inclination to start him? Um, he's got Buffalo. Actually, they've got some games they can win coming up. So never mind. They got Buffalo, and then they have Miami, Houston, and Philly. Um, so does that give like the Buffalo game or the Philly game? Do you have any thoughts of maybe starting him? Yeah, I mean. As far as starting him, I'll probably have to – I'm honestly looking for another good game out of him. But, I mean, the opportunity is definitely there. Like, I I will consider grabbing him, I mean, this week on waivers and just throwing him on my bench and seeing what's happened. I mean, you saw that kind of worked out for Michael Carter, like when you just held on to him. Um, yeah. The Jets show signs here and there. But, yeah, I will, I will wait. I will give it a week or so before I, I 
uh, decide on starting more. But definitely the, a lot of great matchups. His snap count is the only is another thing that kind of bothers me just to talk yeah. about it. Um, you know, he's he played the third most snaps at the wide receiver this week. Crowder played 79%. Denzel Mims played one snap more than him at 47, and Blackmore played 46 snaps. Um, and he's only played over 60% of snaps twice this season. So and I will also monitor that quarterback situation because yeah. honestly I have a lot less confidence if Zach Wilson is the quarterback. I know that sounds bad because he's the number two pick, but it's like Mike White looks a lot better. So I don't know. Give me some time, please. Um I'm sorry, yeah. But my uh overperformer of the week is Brandon Ayuk. I have no clue where this came from. Um uh, yeah, I don't know where the targets came from. I don't. I don't know where the targets came. From. I was. Uh, I don't know if he got on Shanahan's good side or. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but he had six receptions um, on eight targets. Uh, he put up fifteen plus and half point PPR, and that's including the fumble. So he really would have had more, honestly. Even after he made a great play, he fumbled it. And I was like, I was like, he just doesn't learn. I was like, he doesn't want to play football anymore. <laughs> After he phoned the ball, I was like, no. I was like, Kyle Shanahan. It was like Kyle Shanahan. Every time he took Kyle Shanahan, you was right behind him. I was like, is he following Shanahan? I couldn't tell. I was just laughing. And then I was, bro, that's just funny to me. But, um, yeah, if you started out, you good job. Whatever. I should have. I should have. I started Jarvis Landry over him. Ugh. And I you still him. won. I picked them both up on Sunday morning. Suck. I'm not. I'm not talking about Ayuk because he's my waiver guy. Brandon, anything about you? If not, we can move on. I mean, to I mean, it was a solid week. I mean, these last two weeks, he's been serviceable. Um, and like, like you said, I mean, this What's past the last week, time he had double digits this year. Oh, he never had. He's had double digits once, like in week three. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, lucky to it. Yeah, the fact he almost put up. 16 without even with the fumble. But let's go ahead and get into Tilly's overperform of the week. Yeah, so I don't like doing this because I love repping Raleigh Durham. Disrespecting the hometown guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm just we're looking at this from a fantasy perspective. And he's he's obviously a great NFL running back, but mine's gonna be Naeem Hines. Um he finished with 17 points and a half point PPR. He had six for 74 on the ground and a touchdown. Um, I think one of those was like a 50-yard. I'm pretty sure I was watching. It was like a 50-yard touchdown run uh, where he broke free. Um, So that's literally where he got almost all his points from. He did actually just – Oh, no. He's he's a great punt returner, great kick returner, great third down back. I just, like I said, for fantasy purposes, that's the the second time he's got over double digits. Um, Did you play him against Jacksonville next week? I mean, I probably wouldn't. I'm I'm not going to. If I knew they would at least try to get him, like, two or three goal line carries, I probably could because I really know, like – My problem is his carries. Like, week one, nine, and you're like, okay, 8.2 points. He's maybe a flex option. The (laughs) next week, one carry. Then six, then two. Then four, then four, then eight, then one. So like the carries just don't. There's not enough there, and with Jonathan Taylor's emergence in the passing game, um, it's it's hard to like play two running backs in that offense. He's getting like seven touches a game. Like the question is like, would you play like if you teams, with two, teams with two running backs that you can play? Like, would you play Javante Williams or Nyan Pines? Oh, definitely Williams. Would yeah. you would you play Devontae Freeman or Hines? Probably for, I because Freeman. Freeman's gonna uh, Freeman's more likely to score, I think. Yeah. Or at least given the chance to try to score is what I'm trying to see. Freeman looked good this last week. Me and Joe were talking about it Sunday. Le'Veon looked good too. Yeah, they're they're start they're running the ball this week. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I would rather start AJ Dillon because at least I know. It's a chance the Panthers would – I mean, the Packers would try to get him a goal line carry. Dylan, Dylan or Freeman? You talking about Devontae? Yeah. Is Latavius Murray back? No. Freeman? Would you start – would you start Jamal Williams 
AJ Dillon or Naeem Hines? AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. Who's second? I guess Jamal Williams. But Jamal Williams. I should tell you, don't <laughs> unless you, unless Naeem Hines does it again, don't do it. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't even know if Jamal it's Williams is healthy. Fault. It's just until the coaches, <laughs> the coach, whoever said that quote on offseason was lying. We want to get him the ball more. You're lying. You don't give him the ball at all. It is a little upsetting. Uh, just from a football perspective, I mean, obviously he loves Indianapolis and got signed to an extension this last year. But like him as the third down back in Tennessee or something with Derrick Henry or so the one good. to do. Yeah, Hines right. is a good player, and he's not like a he won't have been a salary cap thing either because he doesn't. I mean, he gets paid obviously, but it's not like a ton because he's a backup running back. So like him as the third down back in a place like that, like Tennessee. Yeah. And he, he can actually run the ball. Like, I'm looking at his numbers. Yeah. He's, he's averaging 4.7 yards per carry. Like, he's an efficient runner. He, he don't give him any carries. I'm like, not asking for the man to get 23 carries. Can you just give him 11? Yeah. Let's do, some real fo- let's do some real football here. If he was in Miami, do you think he would be the starting running back? I mean, he probably wouldn't. They'd probably start gassing over him, but he would get more work. Like, if he was in the Mike Davis role in Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Or Cordero Patterson role. Yeah, yeah. Like I could if, give him a, give him eleven carries. Six carries. Yeah, six carries. <laughs> I swear. We're gonna let it get into our underperformance of the week. And I'll keep us going. I have no problem manning up. My man, I don't know what's going on, my man's. Um City Lamb. City. I, I don't know what's going on, brother. I don't I don't know. <laughs> See, at least Amari Cooper had a bad game. He only had, like, four targets. You had nine targets and two catches. I need to know. Was the this Cowboys a bad are game? terrible. Don't get me wrong. Bad. I saw a decent amount of game. Dak looked awful. I'm not gonna hey, lie. Like, he got 19 fantasy points. He I was about to say, the fantasy. thing is, the, the third string, uh, what, Malik Turner was the top five receiver this week, which makes no sense. <laughs> My problem was, I don't know what the f- – almost said it. I don't know what happened with him getting nine targets and only two catches. I'm just I, – I, I'm confused. Buy, buy low. I'm about to go buy a CD low. I'll just let no, you guys know that. Really? Unless, before this. unless yeah. Joe tells him not to. not going to tell him nothing if you want to go get him. Um, but, yeah, it's just a disappointment to me. I don't get how you have nine targets, only two catches. Um, the three weeks before this is how I expect the CD to keep trending up. And then I don't – I just – I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, it was just a really bad week. He put up 3.3. I'm pretty sure he may have a cost you a week if you did start him. Well, I don't think anybody has a type of roster where they can't – where they can afford to not start him, so. Looking into, like – obviously, this is really early because we've got a long time for next year. Are you valuing him going into – like obviously, rest of the season and next year as a guy that is still going to be picked where he was picked this year, or do you think he's going to drop some with all the receivers that have kind of emerged? Cooper Cup. And... I mean, most drafts he went in the third round. Yeah, you'll get an occasional draft where he goes in the fourth. I'm okay with him right there. Just me. Um, I'm the rest okay of the, I mean, he's he's pretty much locked for top twenty four with the targets he gets. I'm saying if you already have a wide receiver, you can't complain. I mean, he, yeah. Okay, so what he put up three point three. I mean, that is what it is. Somebody like sometimes you just have a bad game, and he's still ranked number sixteen, even while putting up three. So I mean, like he's pretty much a top twelve receiver for the most part, like a fringe top twelve. So I'm okay with picking him in the third or fourth if I'm gonna get a fringe top twelve receiver. Well, um, which one do you, uh, gentlemen, want to go next? I'll go ahead. This one was ugly. Um, yeah, this needs to be if you watch the game, I'm sorry because the Buffalo Bills watching that game and the Jaguars was literally the worst game of football. I think I would have rather watched the Dolphins and the Texans after like <laughs> both games played. I mean, it was horrible. Uh, there was five scores and all of them were field goals. Final score was nine to six. Um, That's nasty. But my underperformers, Josh Allen, uh, only he threw for two oh four. Had two interceptions, 9.6 fantasy points. I mean, this is a guy that you're – he's projected 20, 22 every single week, and 
he went out there and stunk it up. Um, the whole team stunk it up. So, I mean, obviously it's not only on him, but they looked they looked bad, to be completely honest with you. They looked bad. Um, I don't I don't know what happened. Um, it's like yeah. a blooper. Like a I guess I guess the Jags, uh, the Urban Meyer effect or something. I don't know. What would you? <laughs> that was horrible. I, I mean, didn't have two wins at this point. There's no, it was. I have nothing else to say. I mean, his stats told you why he's not a performer. He did horrible. He lost you the week, maybe. Uh, he, Ain't no he way probably, maybe he lost you the week. He definitely lost you the damn week. I don't, the guy, I don't know. Who guy in our him. league won with him, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. And the thing is, the, the week before, he was the number one quarterback on the week. And now he's probably one of his easier matchups. He just stinks it up. Like, that was terrible. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I can go into my guy. My guy was Patrick Mahomes. He's another guy who was one of well, basically the number one quarterback coming into the, coming into the season it up, buddy. this year. Terrible the last three weeks. Um, I mean, since week seven, he's put up 7.7 points, 14, and then now 10.4 this past week against Green Bay. Only threw for 166 yards, one touchdown. Um, he finally didn't throw a pick this week. I mean, he's been on a, a interception streak really since week two. He should have. <laughs> he probably should. Was, I, I didn't no, watch there was, there was a play where one of the – I don't know which corner it was for – Evan King. Yeah, it literally was in his hands. Like, yeah. he, it was in his hands. I'm serious. Like, I thought it was going the other way as soon as I saw it thrown. Yeah, man. Um, as, bad, as bad as you make him sound, he's still quarterback six. I don't that's, get it. I'm looking at the numbers. I don't get it. I'm saying, but he's only 20 points behind the number one guy. It's not like he's yeah. like all behind. Like the, Who's number one? Tom Brady. Of course. Shocker. Father <laughs> Tom. But, yeah, man, it's just like – he, like, like Joe said, he hasn't been terrible. The first week, first four weeks of the season, I mean, you, 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 it was giving you exactly what you wanted from him. But literally, his past three weeks have been literally awful. Like, he's literally losing you weeks the past, the past three weeks. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm a Mahomes owner in my league. I think I drafted him round four or something. Um, You got him. That might have been five. You got him late. Yeah, I got him pretty I late. Was, like, I was I waiting for him to fall to me. Yeah, but I'm still upset. Like, yeah. this is a guy you expect to at least be in your – Top five quarterback on the week on an every given week basis. I mean, he's the number one drafted quarterback in the league in most fantasy leagues. So you're definitely disappointed. I mean, of course, you're going to start him every week, but I mean, as far as trade wise, would you buy low? Would you sell high? I mean, would you buy low? Would you trade him if you owned him? How, how do you guys feel about that situation? I mean, I guess you could try and buy low, but the problem is he is still quarterback six. So, like, how low can you really buy? Exactly. And I was gonna I say, it's it's a streak though. I mean, I have these past three weeks is willing bad. to give him up though. Would you consider pivoting from him if you're an owner? So would you consider pivoting from him if the right matchup was on the waiver wire? No. Yeah, probably not. Just because there's not really any. The quarterback landscape's been pretty bad this this year, um, as far as like waiver wire options. So probably not. Um, and of course, Mahomes has the potential to put up thirty points any given week. So he's like, you can't bench him. But yeah, I'm. I don't know how I feel honestly. Like, cause like I don't want to go out and trade for anybody else. Cause you know Mahomes could end up exploding at the end of the year. But at the same time, if I didn't have Mahomes, I wouldn't necessarily be going out of my way to trade for him either right now. So it's like weird middle ground with him right now until he shows otherwise. But yeah, last thing about Mahomes for me. I mean. It's a rough patch. He's a human being. Like, he's not going to play top three every single day of his life. I mean, just take it with a grain of salt. But if somebody does want to give you the world for him and they want to trade low or try to whatever, I would take a good deal for my home steal. That's just me. Um, but yeah. So, uh, getting into our waiver wire pickups of the week. Um, yeah, tell you could pick us back up. This a guy we talked about earlier. All right. Well, mine's going to be Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, well, we you got to look at the numbers here. So a lot of uh, a lot of people obviously may have dropped him at this point. Back to back weeks now with seven plus targets. Um, he's had he had 13 fantasy points this past week. Um, but what I'm looking at here when I'm thinking about picking him up is he's out of the Shanahan doghouse. Um, to be honest with you, he's far out. 
he led the team in snaps the wide receiver position this week, out snapping Debo Samuel. Um, the previous two weeks, or let's look at it from when he week three is when he got in trouble, right? Eighty six percent of snaps, 67, 71, 71. We gate eighty eight up to ninety three percent of snaps this week. Um, I think he's a guy that you is worth going and picking up. Uh, you saw this last season. At the end of last season, he really trended towards a guy that you wanted on your roster. Um, and I think with Kittle coming back, it gives even more of a reason for you to want to have him because so much attention is going to be on George Kittle and Debo with how, both, how Debo's done this year and how good we know Kittle can be. Um, so I, I think he's worth a pickup. I think that he can be leaned on in the offense. Like I said, I picked him up on Sunday morning before the game um, to start him. Uh, probably, like Joe said, you want to see one more good week before you start him. But if you don't pick him up this week, and he has another good week, you might not get the chance to pick him up. Uh, after this week in Salé, he has Jacksonville, Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee. Um, going looking at the playoffs. I mean, he's only rostered in 41% of leagues. I do think he's worth a pickup, in my opinion. He's my guy that I would go get if you need a wide receiver. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, um... This, it's good to see the snap percentage going back up. Um, just good to see. It's good to see that he's, you know, see if it feels like he's at the doghouse at least. But, yeah, if you don't get him this week, you're not getting him. So, that's just an honest answer. So, hopefully you listen if um, what we said. Brandon, please, go. you know what, go ahead. I can't wait to hear this. Were you upset about it? I, I don't know where I, I don't know where I'm at about it. How's that any different than are you? All right, anyway, my guy is Jordan Howard. Um... So how is it any different? My guy's Jordan Howard. Um, the reason I chose him, I mean, honestly, he's looked good this past two weeks. Um, I, I mean, basically ever since the Miles Sanders injury. And, I mean, this past week, it seems like they pretty much, like, not saying they committed to him, but, like, they shown that he's probably the number one running option, uh, at least while Miles Sanders is out. And the other guys did get a pretty decent amount of work. Well, not Gainwell, but um, Boston Scott, he did get 10 carries, but Jordan Howard out carried him with 17. He went out and got 71 yards, a touchdown, and ran for 4.2 yards per carry. And the reason I, I also selected him as a waiver wire pickup is even after the game, the coach even went out, went out of his way to say, like, He's really impressed by the way Jordan Howard is playing. They want to get him even more involved, you know, in the, in the running game. It's in, he also said even when Miles Sanders does return, they do want to, you know, continue to use him and utilize him in the goal line. And I don't think it's any, like, like, I don't think, like, literally, as soon as they actually put Jordan Howard into the running game, they actually have a running game now. They haven't had a running game this entire season. This is the first time this entire year where the Eagles have actually had an efficient running game, and they're actually utilizing it in the goal line. So, I mean, I'm not saying this is a rest of the season locked in, start Jordan Howard the rest of the season. He's going to be this and that. But I'm just saying, with the running back landscape right now, with the injuries going on, I mean, this is around the time where it's good to, you know, secure those backup running backs or any guys. I mean, it's, it's just important to have depth right now and guys that you can actually put in your roster. Uh, I think as, lo as long as Miles Sanders is out, I mean, I think Jordan Howard is a guy you can plug in and just hope for a touchdown on any given week. Um, He does have a few tough matchups coming up, but I mean, the Eagles offense has looked better these last two weeks, honestly. Um, as they've continued to incorporate a running game into their offense. And, you know, with Jalen Hurst, at quarterback, when you go in the goal line, it's almost – I'm not saying – I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson or anything, but it's that same kind of situation where it's like you don't know who's getting the ball. So that – Jordan Howard with fresh legs, he's a pretty power north-south running back. Um, it's almost like a mismatch on the goal line, similar to like James Conner, how we were referring to earlier this episode. So – I mean, if you're struggling at running back, you need a guy to throw in at the flex. Um, I would pick up Howard. I just, I just want to know how he keeps like reappearing. Like he, he disappears, doesn't get on a roster, and then the Eagles are like, "We need a running back." Jordan Howard like comes out of the water, his head starts poking out. He's like, "I'm here," and he, and he, got, and he does good, and he does my, good every my single favorite time. video, like literally my favorite video. He can't keep getting away with this. Like, he literally cannot keep getting away with this shit. It's pissing me off. I'm sorry for saying that. But listen, literally, 
Bro, he does this every year. He disappears, goes on IR the first three weeks of the season, and then comes in the middle of the season and takes 17 carries for three Was he roster at the beginning of the season? Uh, or, I think he was on the team, but I think he was something was wrong with him. I don't know what was going on. I think he was hurt. Uh, like I said, I don't know. That's just but fun. 17. My, shoot, if I was Miles Sanders, I was praying for Miles Sanders to get 17 yeah, carries. Like, too. Is, so this is, this a, is this a Miles Sanders anti take? I don't I know. I never liked Miles Sanders, like fantasy perspective. We, if you listen to us, you know that I was never one to draft him in any of the mocks or talk about him that highly. Um, Oh, but you're talking about Jordan Howard. Oh, well, Jordan Howard's running better than Miles Sanders did. No, they just want to block. No, they just they just didn't want to block for Miles Sanders. Uh, they, they're picking and choosing over there. Pretty much, they want to run behind the fat man. Anyhow, um, I'm gonna get a mind waiver wire pick of the week. If you did not pick him up last week, pick up Hunter Renfro, please, 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 please pick up Hunter Renfro. I don't know what else to say. Like his target share was already. Pretty solid. I feel like his target share is going to stay the same at worst or go up. Um, and surprisingly, it can't just be me. When you watch the Raiders game, Hunter Ruffles actually caught more touchdowns than I thought he would this year. It's kind of weird. He's stealing Wallers. No, literally. Like, because you feel like you were getting a guy that was more like Julian Edelman. You know, you would get like maybe seven, eight catches, like 60 to 70 yards. How many points lucky. did he finish with? Um, This week, I want to say he finished with. I don't want to even say the number was too low. I started him in my flicks. That's the crazy thing. Like, obviously, snap count matters, but like, he played the third, like, low or the third most snaps at the wide receiver position. Why? That's so weird. Zay Jones played 96% of the snaps. Serious? Ryan Edwards played 93, and Hunter Infro played 65% of snaps. And still had non target seven receptions. That's my point. Like, it. They did say Zay Jones was going to take over the uh, Henry Ruggs role, so I guess being the number one guy, like number one guy in the packages they run. I'm saying there could be worse options. I don't know what else you want me to do. I mean, looking at it, his he really only had one terrible game where he had five. His other bad games, he had 8.2 and 8.6. When you were starting him, that's probably kind of what you were considering you were probably going to get or assuming you were going to get eight, around eight, eight points. So – Quick he has question. four games where he technically in double digits, one where he has nine. I mean – Quick question. Uh, they did add uh, Deshaun Jackson to the roster I I think, a couple of days ago. Does that change anything for Renfro, or do you think he's just ch- taking that no. like – I think he's going to take the rug spot. Yeah. yeah. He's not, Obviously, I'd like Zay Jones to stay in there, but it's like Deshaun Jackson is the fast wide receiver that's going to burn you on a deep ball. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. Because, I mean, target-wise, he had – Start the season off nine, seven, six, eight, eight, five, eight, nine. I don't. Hunter Renfro or Cole Beasley rest of the season. Hunter like the same guy. <laughs> uh, Hunter Renfro. Look at his profile picture. <laughs> Ew. Look like a dud. I'm going to I don't know. I guess I'll say. Join uh, Renfro. I don't know. Way. Beasley's been nice these last like three or four You're weeks. not going to disrespect Renfro. I mean, it's not disrespect for me. He's actually playing well. No, so. I forgot you like Jordan Howard. Go ahead. <laughs> I would probably say Renfro right now, but I don't know. Bees is pretty good, too. Yeah, Renfro season. Full effect. Um, well, yeah, let's get into our drop guys, before I um, start to wrap this up. Uh, Brandon, please go, because I hate, I hate the guy you have. So go ahead. Oh, yeah, my guy was Mike Davis. And there's really not much to say with this. It's just like – and it's kind of sad for me because I think this was like my my guy coming to the, the year. This is before your my guy? Yeah, this is before we knew anything of Cordell Patterson. I was actually like clowning Cordell Patterson this offseason, just thinking of him as like a gadget player. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely affecting Mike Davis's workload. I mean, even besides that, Mike Davis is getting a decent workload. He's just not – good this year at all not efficient by any means I mean I don't have the numbers up but I mean this is just based on what I'm seeing on the field as far as usage and just how he looks as an athlete on the field um yeah I just don't think I don't think there's any 
upside with him. I don't think there's any difference between having him or like, shoot, I might I might prefer to have like Devin Singletary or Zach Moss on my team over Mike Davis. I mean, he's just nothing. He's not really giving you anything at all. Um, rushing efficiency is just not there. So yeah, I think you can look up, look elsewhere. I mean, this is about around the time, like I said earlier, where I'd rather just have my handcuff um, of my starting running back on my team than have um, Mike Davis at this point. So then you can do without him. Go ahead and grab your handcuff in preparation for the playoffs. Go grab a guy with more upside. And, yeah, I think you can move on, Mike Davis. Now is around the time where we're preparing for playoffs. No need to just hold on to guys who, you know, move on. Basically. Yeah, he was he was my drop guy a couple weeks ago, so that should. Oh, he was okay. Oh, that that come again. Get out of here. Get get them <laughs> off your teams. Go get another. Patterson season in full effect. Yes, sir. What in the world? Um, but yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and get into my guy. Please, I've said this. Okay, I'm not gonna say I said it in week two because I wasn't saying it when he was scoring. Please stop rostering Zach Moss. I'm getting tired, please. Like, literally. Start rostering all you – know, Bill's running backs are banished from fantasy football. Just even stop, this week? Please. You said what? They played the Jets, even this week? I think Zach Moss got hurt, too. Yeah. Week. You won't roll out Singletary if Zach Moss is hurt? They played the Jets. Oh, because Charles Allen's going to take his goal on here. Would you would you start you uh, Michael, Michael Carter? Michael Carter and Devin Singletary this week. Michael Carter to the moon. Devin Singletary, Mike Davis. I mean, would you Michael Carter put up nine point three against oh. the number three team against running back? The matchup's not going to get that much harder. Don't run nah, don't, take Carter. Don't, don't run from the question. Was Zach Moss or Mike Davis? I said Michael Carter. You said Mike Davis. Yeah. Mike Davis or Devin Singletary or Devin Singletary. Yeah. Singletary. Give me a bag of chips and a large soda. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm Singletary. I guess um, you're all nobody out there. You might have a better chance. Yeah. Um, Singletary. Just because he looks better than Moss to me. So your droppable is the Bills running backs. It's not yes. even <laughs> all anybody who is rostered as a, the running backs for the Bills can be dropped. Anybody. Just because at this point, look at the last three weeks. Like people want. I'm not trying to be funny. That's how James Conner number will look if he didn't score. <laughs> like literally, go look at Zach Moss numbers, and that's how James Conner will look if he didn't score. Zach Moss would be James Conner. He scored every week. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, Tilly. Yes, so my droppable guy, Kobe Myers. Um, I think you're getting to the point in the season where you kind of – if you're picking these guys up, you're hoping you can roll them out eventually. And I don't think you can. He's – the end zone is like a sickness, and he doesn't want to get near it. I mean, he still has not scored in an NFL game, and it's crazy. Like – he, if he could score a touchdown, he would be a good fantasy wide receiver. But he's been under ten points the past five weeks, um, and it's cra- even crazier because he's had not nine targets, seven targets, six targets, and he still has under nine points. Um, so I don't think you can play him going forward. So I think you should drop him and try and find someone else that you can play. Uh, it's just. It's it's honestly a little sad because if he did catch touchdowns, he would be a, a rostered everywhere. But he can't, so therefore his fantasy value is too low for me to continue rostering him going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you, I get exactly what you're saying. I think it's just a product of like the the way the Patriots are running their offense this year is really dink and doink up the field running game. I mean, Mac Jones will go out there and maybe throw one or two pa- passing touchdowns a game, and usually it's to their tight end. So, yeah, there's really no upside in any of the New England wide receivers right now. It definitely sucks for Myers because I actually think he's a good player. But, yeah, I don't – like Tilly said, we're looking for upside at this point. This Man, year. it's on purpose at this point. I'm not trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. There's no way it's an accident. There's no way. I got guys like Ramondre Stevenson or some receiver that I've never heard of. That just score. It comes out nowhere. It scores for the Patriots. He's got a prop bet against himself. Literally, how do you have more career passing touchdowns? I really don't understand how to use Jacoby Myers. That's okay. At some point, just put him at running back. You just give him the ball. Just maybe he has to score one. Damn it. 
honorable uh, honorable waiver ad before we leave. You know who it's going to be. No, we're not adding Cole Commit. Stop. Go get Pat Fryer Muth if you haven't. Oh, thank you. Muth. Actually, yes, the, the Muth is loose, as the footballers would say. Yes, no, that's, that's a legit waiver wire ad. Like, he's been great the last two weeks. Scored two touchdowns last night. Yeah. The targets look good. The targets are there. The Muth rest of the season? Yeah, if you need a tight end, get the Muth, man. Muth to the moon. Literally. No, it, it's, and it's really – he gets those targets that are like – he gets all the red zone targets, like the ones that are more valuable also. It's like when you're looking for a tight end, you, you're looking for those guys getting those targets in the red zone. So I know we usually don't talk a lot about waiver wire additions at the tight end position, but this is one where I'm actually pretty confident in. He's and Miller Jr. Man. Yeah, <laughs> God, there and get it. And we all know uh, Tilly's the tight end whisperer, so you know, take his advice on that. Yeah, um, we gonna go ahead and wrap things up for you guys. Any uh, any guys got for us before we hit up? No, good. Go get your handcuffs. Yeah, yes, yeah, get to that time of year where somebody gets shiesty in your league. I'm not gonna lie to you. Prep for playoffs. And if you're in the league with me, you already got your handcuffs. It's too late. <laughs> so it don't matter. Yeah, grab somebody <laughs> else's handcuff, man. I got a package out. I just want my homes. <laughs> Talk to me. You got my homes, right? No, man. Get away from me, man. Yeah, let me talk to you. We'll talk after this. <laughs> Give me McCaffrey. Wow. It's 8 in the morning. Don't ruin my day, please. please. Give me Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey since you wanted to finesse someone. Wow. I'm going to end the recording. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we appreciate the support as always. If you stuck around this long, you can follow us on all social media at podcast EGS. As always, you know, give us a follow, um, a like, retweet, whatever it is. Um, and just share this with your friends or people that might be interested in this type of thing or anybody who wants to support. Um, thank you guys as always. And we'll see you guys next time. I'm not going to